All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. I am your host, Asia Abstin. How have you guys been? What have you been up to? It's been a little bit since we've been connected. Um, I have been so busy teaching these classes that I have not gotten a chance to hop on the podcast, and I want to apologize. But in case you don't know, the Insta Marketer Workshop dropped a week and a half ago, and you guys have been eating it up. I am teaching you my strategy to gaining 27,000 new followers, targeted followers, hyper-targeted followers in seven months. No ads, no shout outs. I did not make the shade room. I never went viral, and I am not an influencer. I am just using some high-key, amazing Instagram strategies. Also, my followers are actually paying customers. And I had been talking about this on my page and everybody was in my DMs like crazy trying to figure out how I'm doing it. So you know me, I had to drop a workshop. The workshop is two and a half hours. I will link it for you guys in the show notes. And man, that was an amazing class. Everybody learned so much. And I just want to say shout out to my students. I appreciate you. Now, on to today's incredible interview. I have got Bianca Builds Brands with me, and we are going to deep dive into what you're doing wrong, how we can fix your brand, and how you can make more money in your e-commerce store. Grab a notebook and tap in. I would like to welcome the Bianca Rush, beauty business coach, rock star entrepreneur, seven-figure business owner. Welcome, sis. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for carving out an hour for me today. I know you are busy juggling 1711 projects, but, you know, I feel very VIP to have you. (laughs) You are. You're very, very VIP. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I love it. Y'all heard him here first. So, Bianca, I found you via the love of my life, Jance Chartay. My BFF. (laughs) Right. Uh, I was in Jance's accelerator uh, about a year ago and I just decided that she and I were going to be friends and that's it. And anyone that she is connected to, I like to connect to because we have the same business sense of wanting to learn from experts. So that's how I found you. um, And I've been addicted to your content ever since. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Jance is pretty much my business bestie. We have the same brain. It's it's crazy because even just when we're talking in person, it's just like the same person. We choose the same. Everything is the same. It's really crazy like that. But yeah, Jance is one of the best. Yeah, and she's the best. I always love talking to her. But we are literally twins that do two different things. But yeah. Well, that means I've had one sister on the show. I gotta have the other sister. Yeah, on the, the other show. sister. <laughs> But for those of us in the audience who don't know about mm-hmm. Bianca Rush, give me a little backdrop. Give me a little background story. How did you get into running beauty business brands? Oh, OK. So that's a really, really good question. So I hey, oh, I'll just introduce. Hi, everybody. I'm Bianca. Um, I have been in the beauty space for 10 years. So a decade. I got started 
literally, I, I didn't grow up in beauty. I don't do hair because people ask me that all the time. <laughs> I, I, I don't do hair. Um, I didn't have any like understanding or knowledge of beauty, but I was working in corporate 10 years ago and I was really frustrated with the money that I was making. I was like, look, I'm putting in 60, 70 hours. My check is still looking the same. I need something to shake. Like I knew I wanted to hit a certain savings goal. And as I was looking at my check as consistent as it was, I knew I wasn't going to have enough money for the type of life that I wanted to live. So I was thinking to myself, what can I do to make a little extra money? So entrepreneurship was never the, the word that I thought about. I really called myself a side hustler. So that was when everybody had that side hustle. That was a huge buzzword. Now it's like entrepreneur, expert, um, all of that jazz. Like we have different words, but no one's going to classify as a side hustler. And that's really what I was. So um, I thought to myself, like, look, what can I do to make a little extra money? I was talking to my friends and all of my friends, even to date, are not entrepreneurs. Most of them are um, nine to fivers, which I really can appreciate because it gives me a lot of balance because I do have my entrepreneurial friends. And then I have my more um, corporate, just they love what they do, nine to five friends as well. But as I was talking to them, they couldn't really come up with much. So I was laying in the bed one day and I was watching a Toya and Tiny show or T Tiny and Toya show on BET, real throwback. And I was like, dang, Toya's hair looks so good. Like, I just, I, I never wore hair extensions too. Let me just be clear on that. I was always natural hair. So I was like, dang, I really love her hair. So I just was really thinking. And then I got on Twitter. This was before Instagram had really came to what it was. And she was saying, shout out to, and she shout out to where she got her hair. She's like, tonight's episode, I'm rocking. And she uh, said what she got. I'm like, oh, let me go ahead and click on this profile. So I click on the profile and I noticed that the hair store is in Atlanta. I was like, oh, that's perfect. It's up the street. I'm going to make plans to go. So I made plans to go later that week. And when I walked in there, I, I was greeted by the owner. It was, it's a man. They're no longer there anymore, but it was a, a guy that owned it. And he was like, hey, you know, how can I help you? What are you looking for? And I said, oh, I saw a tweet on Twitter from Toya. I really want the hair that she's wearing. So he was like, oh, she normally gets X, Y, and Z. So he showed me the hair. And he was like, well, pick out what you want. I was pretty much, you know, a person that wears natural hair. I knew nothing about what I was looking at. So I had another young woman who actually, she does this. Like, she wears a hair extensions. She was like, oh, you need to wear 24 inches, 28 inches. And I was like, yo, I, I'm, I'm in corporate and I need something short. Um, and as I was just kind of, she was like, well, just look and see what you want. So I was looking and playing in hair. And as I was doing that, I noticed three other women came in behind me and they knew exactly what they wanted. And they're spending $300, $400 each easily. So I'm thinking to myself, this guy's about to make $1,200 in 20 minutes. And then he's going to get my money on top of it. So I thought to myself, like, look, I'm going to, I told him I'll come back, which I did. I did um, go back later, but when I walked out, I called my friends. I was like, I want to sell hair. I said, <laughs> I said, I got to sell hair. They're like, why are you going to sell hair? You don't even wear hair. We don't wear hair. Who, how are you going to sell hair? And you don't even wear hair extensions. I said, I don't know. I'm going to figure it out though. So um, I really went to the hair salon literally the, like, the next week or so. Cause Ming Lee, who was on Instagram, I am Ming Lee, shout out to her. She was my hairstylist at the time. So I was sitting in her chair and I was talking to her and I was like, she was like, what you do this past week? And I'm telling her what I did. And I was like, you know what? I really want to start selling hair. Ming told me, she was like, yo, I used to sell hair in Detroit. Um, I can definitely give you some pointers and tips on how to get started into that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I would love that. So she and I actually met up one day and she just started telling me about, coaching me and telling me about hair all the ins and outs of hair. And she actually plugged me in with my first vendor. 
and that was based in Atlanta. That person's no longer here either, but was based in Atlanta. And Ming Lee, uh, shout out to her, really paved the way for me to get started. And then uh, once I got started, I was like, what am I going to name it? And I was like, oh, I knew I wanted the word Mitchell in it. So Mitchell is my mother's maiden name and my grandmother, my family's last name is Mitchell. So I was like, okay, I want Mitchell. And then a friend of mine at the time was like, why don't you name it Sassy Mitchell? And I was like, oh, okay. That has a little bring to it. It doesn't really mm-hmm. tell you what it is. It makes people look it up. So I wanted people to look up my brand name. I didn't want them to know that it was Mink Extensions or something. No, no shade to anyone that's named Mink Extensions, but I didn't want it to be so obvious what I was selling because I knew I wanted to sell more than just hair possibly at a point in time. Mm-hmm. So I said, Sassy Mitchell, I established a name and then Ming, again, bringing her back into the story, she put me on to like my first like real client that was heavily plugged in. Like I, um, I gave her some hair extensions, Ming did her hair. This is when shout outs were like, people would just love to get stuff. They just, yeah. sh- like, like they showed thankful. Like, like, oh, I'm so thankful for this. Now you got to pay to play. But mm-hmm. during that time, people was not charging. They're like, yo, I'll just shout you out. It's cool. Thank you for this. She shouted me out. And then I started getting all of her little, uh, her, her ring, her ring of people, like her all her plush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All them. And then that's really how, how it started. Like from me watching a TV show, on the money that could be made and I just started really hustling and Ming educated me and then I started going to strip clubs um meeting up with the girls at the strip clubs I, I ended up meeting up people at the gas station selling hair out of my trunk I know that's right haven't <laughs> all been there I think I'm already <laughs> hearing a ton of takeaways from this story first of all guys Bianca was already in a corporate space she had a job but she was looking for a side hustle. Don't get so trapped in your paycheck and its consistency, no matter how much money you make, that you're not interested and open to other opportunities because you just never know where it will take you. It's perfectly okay if you love your job, keep your job. Nobody's telling you you know, to quit today, but be open to the concept of side hustles and other ventures. Love that takeaway. Secondly, Inspiration can come from everywhere. Once you open your mind to something, inspiration can come to you. Bianca was just watching a silly reality TV show and launched a huge beauty brand after being inspired from that. But she acted on it and got into that store and started looking around. And that's what sparked her interest. Then she opened her mouth to someone who could help her. That's another huge takeaway. Tell your story. Talk to people in your network and in your community. You never know who has some insights to share with you because look at what happened to Bianca. Ming put you on and that wound up being a a springboard to your entire brand. These are the takeaways we're already getting from Bianca and we're just getting into her origin story. So you already know, okay, she is going to be bringing us content. We haven't even gotten to the questions and we already got notes. I love it, sis. I'm so here for this. I'm so excited. So that's how Sassy Mitchell was born. Oh, another takeaway. I love that you said you were already thinking high level. You were already thinking to the future with the name of your brand. It wasn't like you said, XYZ hair or XYZ extensions. You already knew that you wanted to create a craft and umbrella style corporation or company. And I love that. That's another takeaway, guys. Everything doesn't have to be so cut and dry. You can have some intrigue behind your brand name. Think about that. That's something to look into. So Sassy Mitchell was born. What happened after that? 
So Sassy Mitchell was born. It's funny. When it first started, I had my homegirl answering my phone. So I had a Google number. That was one of the things I knew I wanted. I I did not want to use my phone because I was still working in corporate and I could not have my phone ringing. Like I worked in a team environment. Everybody in the same room. We all getting it in, whatever we're working you on. You couldn't have strippers calling so, your yeah, phone Yeah, no, I, I can't have the dancers why you calling me. Right. The dancers cannot call me and ask me, can I meet them at their shift? I can't right. do that. Right. So um, I actually have a home, I had a homegirl who worked a job as well, but she worked in a, like a mattress store. She was like the manager or something. People weren't coming in until the evening time after work. So I was like, yo, can I route my calls to your phone and she was like absolutely i'll take your calls because she's like i she tells me how bored she was during the day i was like i got something for you to do so my friend used to actually take my orders for me and just tell me like what i need to pretty much put together when i get off of work so she would tell them like oh yeah we'll take your order and you'll get another call around it'll be like four o'clock five o'clock for you to either pick it up or it can be brought to you so the people were okay with that they're like okay cool i'll get it today cool it's just like an uber like you'll get it today right. you're scheduling your delivery pretty I much love it. so um she used to take my money orders for me and then it became pretty much where her phone would keep ringing even in the evenings but she was like oh you know i keep missing these calls and i was like oh man we're missing calls at this point so then uh, i don't know how word got to it but word got to my mother so this was literally 10 years ago. So I had to be a, a cool little 23, 24 years old. I love so, um, so my mother was like, B, oh, no, actually my mother's not coming B, she's coming Bianca. She's like, Bianca, Bianca, um, somebody called me and told me that you're selling hair. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I am. On the I'm side, selling, mom, I didn't uh, leave my job. <laughs> I didn't leave my job doing something on the side. She's like, yeah, someone's calling me, asking can they come to my house to get some hair? And I was like, who said that? And then she told me who said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I started selling hair. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to maneuver it without her assistance because I was still fresh and doing to it. I didn't want to throw anything on my family's plate because I was like, it's still new. Like, we ain't popping like that. I'm going to need your help. So then over time, like I said, when Ming plugged me into that circle, I started getting the groups like the who's who's and the models and the influencers, celebrities. And they just started calling, like calling, calling, calling. To the point that I couldn't, my phone kept ringing. I had, I got invested. I couldn't keep up, and I got investigated at my job. They started running and tracking my computer. They were like, "We see a lot of traffic on this particular website, and your oh, phone keeps no. ringing." I had to like literally go in and and, and admit to I started a business, but I am in no way doing like letting that interrupt what my focus is at work. Mm-hmm. So then I had to share it with my mother, and she was like, "Well, I'll help you. You know, it's fine." So then I started. I routed the phone number from my from my friend to my mother. And that's when it just kind of like took off. Like my mother started taking all of these calls and then it became so many calls and emails and my website, my website got shut down literally um, at least twice. Like I lost my whole because website. Because you had so much traffic. So much traffic. Yeah, because that's I ended insane. up, I ended up getting connected with Drea, um, Drea Michelle, who lives out in LA. She mm-hmm. ended up finding me. She was like, hey, I want some hair. I got her some hair to her. She shouted me out. My website could not crash. My, my website crashed twice. I love and it. And then from there from Drea went to Karuchi and it just kept growing. And Tiana Taylor and it just kept freaking growing. My website kept crashing. And uh, my mother was like losing weight because she couldn't eat. Because oh. it just it all grew. Oh, this mom. is like the, this because is she the, was glued to the cell phone. She, she couldn't was move. glued. She was glued to the phone and it became so much that my parents um built out a room in their house just for hair. Because I could 
for inventory because I couldn't keep it in my trunk anymore. I couldn't have people come to my place anymore. Like I had a little hair store in my place that I had clients come to and I had little barrels, like literally the container, well, the, the containers weren't that big, but I had hair like I what like what I saw when I went to that store with the that guy, but crazy. I, so I you put it in my house. Beauty supply store. I had a mint beauty supply store. <laughs> people would pay me cash. Yeah. I told them that I couldn't take car. Like PayPal was still, people figuring it out. Yeah, it was a decade ago. Yeah. We didn't have systems <laughs> in place to take this much business. No, I used to handwrite their receipts. That's I had, crazy. I bought the little throwback invoice books that you can get from like Office Depot. With the little copy, the yellow yeah, one and the white copy. one. <laughs> yeah, and I used to keep the yellow. It was such a throwback. I hand wrote. Because I could, I didn't have a, a system. system. Have now. Right. And they paid cash. And they used to take mm-hmm. the receipt, take the hair, and then it would go on. So that's like the fast track story. That is, uh, first of all, hilarious. And <laughs> shout out to, uh, what's the generation after us? We're millennials. What's the younger one? I don't even know. Gen- but shout out to y'all, Z or X or whoever you are. Gen-Z. Y'all don't know nothing about that. You've never handwritten a receipt. You don't even know. <laughs> this is, when I talk to women, uh, younger women, they're always like, everything is so hard. I'm like, girl, with Shopify? <laughs> You got an right. app on your phone. You have 7,000 apps on your phone that will do right. X, Y, Z for you. Some of us had to get it literally out the mud, out of yes. our trunk, with our mom <laughs> losing weight, taking phone calls. Y'all have it easy. I don't even want to. And y'all have Instagram. I don't want to hear it. Some of us mm-hmm. were literally like hustling on Twitter struggling in Facebook trying to get sales. So I really love that origin story. Where is your hair brand now? Have you stayed with it a decade later? What's the situation? Yes. So I've stayed with it now. And to be honest with you, since over that time, I've actually transitioned a lot more into the coaching space, which is what you see me doing now. So between that time, I started like two other brands that have all done really well for themselves. And yes, I still focus on the hair, but is it my primary focus at this point in my life? No, it's not. Does it run on its own? Yes, it does. I know. So it's pretty much like a a oil machine. Like orders come. I don't have to promote sales come. I don't have to run ads. Sales come. But whenever I want to fire it up and put a little more fuel on it and gas, I know what I know what to do. Like I know I know what to do. I know what emails to send. I have well over twenty thousand emails of women that just want hair. And I, I, I know I can grow that list really quickly, too. So it's kind of like whenever I'm ready, what I like to call a cash injection, when I need to make a little mm-hmm. quick little something, I know you it's always with that. Yeah. That's another mm-hmm. takeaway, guys. Start now. Just start now. Bianca never knew 10 years ago where this brand would take her. And now she has a company that's basically running on autopilot that she can tap into whenever she needs to while doing other things. But that will never happen for you if you continue to procrastinate. You don't get started. You let time keep flying. We're already in 2021 in April somehow. It was just New Year's Eve last night. Time is not waiting for you. Get busy. Get started. Um, I want to talk about your coaching because okay. I love coaching. First of all, I've become a coach because I love coaching so much. Sharing information is the best way uh, to master your craft. It's the best way to connect with people. That's why I have someone like Bianca on the show, because I want to be coached by her. I'm trying to sign up. I'm trying to get in the in the accelerators and everything <laughs> like I need more information. Uh, when did you launch your coaching business and have you fallen in love with it? 
Yes. Yeah, so, it, and this is a part of my other story. So uh, after I transitioned, when I was in corporate, I moved on to full-time entrepreneurship. Be honest with you, I had too much time on my hands. I got bored. I was like, I need to do something else. So I actually became like a certified teacher. I went to, I went back to go teach. So oh. I actually, I went to go teach like high school. I went back to school while I running That's my business. Okay. So pause. So Sassy <laughs> is making money. Yeah. 24-7. And you decide to go get a teaching certificate? I did. I decided to go become an educator. Did you know you wanted to coach or you just? So I when I was 17 years old, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't I didn't go into that track because I respect my father so much. And he was just saying, you're not doing that. Um, So I didn't do it. And I I imagine he said you weren't doing that based on the financials. Right. Because teachers don't make money. Based on the financials, gotcha. but yes, based on the financials, teaching is the it's pretty much recession proof. You're gonna always have a job. Oh, 100 percent. But are you going but, to? Make um, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. But the money that teachers need to get paid—that's a whole nother story for a whole. Yeah, hundred percent. The money, yeah, the money that educators need to make is just not there, and my father knew that, so gotcha. I didn't go into it. So I became certified to be a teacher. I learned how to teach, and then um, fast forward to where your question is now. Coaching is just like. Feels my heart. It's an extension of teaching, but it's the type of teaching I want to do. So I've been a coach. I'm relatively new to this whole coaching space as far as being more streamlined and on point with what it needs to look like. Because with me, I can get you together, but like all this dubsados and all that, that's all I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I've had a real organic. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I've been I've been in the whole coaching space for maybe two years. Okay. And I absolutely love it. So teaching is my entire passion, my whole heart. So whenever I teach and whenever I share, I really share the things that people need to know. Like I'm not skimping over the whole what I don't want I don't want to shade anybody, so I'm being very mindful of my words. But I don't coach just the surface of information and that's it. Like I really tell people stuff that really they need to know and, and some of the stuff people are like yo you know people will pay to learn this okay cool if you want to pay you're gonna pay for it because i'm gonna teach you how to implement it like i can i can tell you what it is but the implementation part is the hard part that's where i come in to make it easier for you so i don't i don't mind sharing the juice or the sauce as i love that and that's why you're here with me to share the sauce <laughs> with the audience yes Lord. and i love that full circle moment that teaching was what you wanted to do no matter what and then you went the corporate route as respect to your parents. You went the entrepreneurship route. But once you got those ducks in a row, your life wound up circling back to teaching. So it's just a message to you guys out there. Whatever your your thing is, whatever moves your spirit, whatever fulfills you, go ahead and do it. Because clearly that's what the universe wants for you. And Bianca's building an entire business based on something that she loves to do anyway. And that's mm-hmm. what you guys all want for your lives. Um, mm-hmm. So your specification, your specialty in coaching is mm-hmm. for beauty brand owners. And you talk a mm-hmm. lot about positioning mm-hmm. and you talk about positioning like an art form. Can you give us <laughs> some scoop on positioning? How can we achieve it for our brands right. and otherwise? Yeah. So positioning is all about letting people know why they need to buy from you. Like, who, why is your business pretty much when I come, when it comes to beauty, I work with beauty, wellness, skincare, hair care, hair accessories, and hair extensions. So those are all variations of products. And we already know there's a lot of things out in the world. So when it comes to positioning, you're pretty much thinking to yourself, 
how, what do I need to say or what do I need to show that is different from what is already on shelves? What people can go down the street and grab, what people can Uber to their homes. Like how can you differentiate and be different? So what is that position for you? So when it comes to skincare, what, what is that little secret sauce about you? So some people want to sh- shy away from being like all natural, but all natural is what people pay for. So it's pretty much how are you going to build a tribe of people that absolutely love your product? And what is what makes it so special and unique that is different from what is on shelves? You want people to choose you over what's down the street. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes through building out a community. Mm-hmm. A lot of that comes down through the, well, we can get into photography and all that, but really what are your materials? What are your ingredients? Taking your time and showing that your product can solve problems, which we've all heard. You want a, pro- a product that can solve problems, but what is that true problem that you can solve? And then once you solve one problem, you can build out around it. So positioning really is di- digging into how are you different than what's already out and different can be level of service. Mm. So maybe you ship faster than others. Different can be your client or customer or experienced customer service. It can be your product in itself. It can be the fact that your, your, your packaging is like you have to kind of think outside of the box because sometimes everything that's made has already been made. So now it's like, what can I do different? So I know for me, hair extensions were already out. How did I separate myself from the rest? I shipped same day. How did I ship? How did I separate myself from the rest? I had an actual phone line because normally brands don't, you can't talk to people. They just say email us, contact us box. I have a phone line, always have been where you can talk to a live person and you can order over the phone and get your questions answered. So positioning is all about that. Like thinking outside the box, how can I attract people to my business and keep them? And what is my little like special nugget that makes us different. If it's not the ingredients, then is it going to be the level of service? Is it going to be your shipping? Is it the fact that if I order Monday, it's shipped Monday evening or ship Tuesday morning instead of saying it takes three to four days to process and five days to ship? So kind of thinking like, where can I have a secret weapon in my business is all about like, that's how the positioning works. I love that. What is the secret weapon in your business? Uh, You hit that one on the head where there's nothing new under the sun. Chances Mm -hmm. are you guys are not inventing some brand new product that no one has ever seen before. Mm -hmm. This is something that already exists. But what is your unique value proposition? What is it that you do that nobody else can do? Or what is it that your product has that no other product has? And this does extend to uh, different entrepreneurs that are not in the beauty and wellness space. Like Bianca said, maybe it's your customer service. Maybe it is, um, you know, the way that you deliver the messaging, whatever it is, position yourself as an expert and as something unique in your space. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, You know, many entrepreneurs can attract customers to their websites, but they struggle mm-hmm. to convert them to paying customers. Mm-hmm. What do you find that we're lacking most um, in that space between attracting and converting? Okay. So if you can attract people to your website and people are not buying, then there's a trust factor um, wrong with your website. They don't trust you. So what that means for you is it could be maybe the security badge on your website is not showing. So make sure that that little lock box that you see in the browser is actually turned on. That's like a little small issue. But going on from there, thinking about. But how I wouldn't times- buy from a website that didn't yeah. have the lock box. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. Like, it's you a just scam. Gotta- and, yeah, I don't want my credit card to get stolen. Yeah. <laughs> that part. So that does matter. Yeah. So that's that could be a trust issue. It could be the fact that 
all right, they add the item to cart, your shipping is insane, then it's like, ah, I'm not paying that much in shipping. But you got to think, like some people will add, let's just say, a $29.99 product and the shipping is $10.99. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, I'm good. Nobody wants it that bad. Yeah, nobody wants it that bad. So maybe you need to evaluate your shipping. It's like, okay, let me test today offering either whatever you think your shipping should be. Try it out, see what works. So shipping could be a concern. It could be your product photography. Maybe it's not clear. I really, I really, really, really encourage anyone, all of my clients to get an actual photo shoot, like a product photography studio shoot. Mm-hmm. It's iPhone is cool, but when it comes to your website, you, you have to think to the fact I am pushing people closer to a transaction. So the closer a person comes to a transaction, the more on point your business has to become. Mm-hmm. So you can, I mean, iPhone is cool to start or Droid, it's cool to start. But when it comes to your actual website, that's where the money is happening. And that's where you need to invest in professional photography. So the photography could be awful. Um, your buttons could not work. Your, um, your messaging could not be what it needs to be. Uh, n- not enough information. Let's just say that. That's a and, big one for not enough information. Ooh, honey, I can tell you some stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, I, I could talk on and on, but if you're seeing traffic coming to your website, that means you're creative or whatever you're sharing online is working. But when they get to your site, it's like, ah, I'm good. I don't trust it. So it's just like, now the next step is I need to fix my website because I'm seeing the traffic. I'm not seeing the money. You're not seeing the money because people don't want to pay you and they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay you because they don't like what they're seeing. Okay. That just hurts y'all feelings that they don't want to pay you there. The traffic is there, but they don't want to pay you because they don't trust you and they don't like what they're seeing. That is a huge takeaway guys. I know that, um, like I just taught an Instagram workshop all about how to 10 X your Instagram, but you can 10 10 X your Instagram all day long. If that's your marketing channel, if they get to that website, and things are not working and they don't make sense and there's no product description and the photography is terrible. I can't do anything for you and neither can Bianca. You have to have your website on point. There are people that you can hire to help you with this. You don't have to figure this out all on your own. Look at your UX, look at your UI, make sure your buttons work, make sure your site looks trustworthy. And if you can't figure it out, just hire Bianca and bring your coins though. (laughs) Bring your coins, (laughs) right? Right. (laughs) Uh, My next question for you. So the beauty industry is really, really competitive. What should beauty brand owners be focusing on more so than other brands in those spaces? Like what maybe Mm. is unique when you're in the beauty brand business that you need to focus Mm. on as compared to other brands? I would say quality products is one. So Mm. we definitely because you got to think what you're selling. You're selling products. So has to be high quality, has to actually work. Take time to test your products, making sure you know the ins and outs. You don't want somebody to ask a question and you're like, ooh, I didn't think about that. (laughs) Um, I I can kind of, going back a little bit on my story, one of the things that I did do before I started selling, I kind of skipped this, is I did test my hair out. So I put all my friends to work. All the ones that didn't wear weaves, they were wearing weaves that time. So um, I actually ordered hair for them for them to wear and they just paid to get it styled. But Test your products out to make sure they work. And it, whatever you're selling, just make sure you have a variety of personality. Give it to the, the honest friend. Don't give it to the one mm-hmm. that's going to love on you. Right, like, just hype you up and tell yeah, you. Yeah, like, girl, whatever you need. You don't need the girl, whatever you need. You need the one that says, this is this sucks. Like, right. you, need, you need the truthful friend. So definitely give the one that gives you a hard time and get feedback on your products and then use that feedback to make better products. So I think the one thing about beauty industry is it is very lucrative. 
because women spend money on beauty. They want to look good for and themselves. And they always will. Yes, they will. We always will. And we want to look good for ourselves. We want to look good for our friends, family, man, woman, whatever you're into. We want to look good. So the fact is, if you have um, great products and you have great service, it, it will pay itself out for you, for sure. That's the, that's the main thing I say for beauties. It's testing sure you coming product. in. Yeah. Test it out. Make sure it works really good. A hundred percent. And even that takeaway, guys, about the feedback, you need to be able to answer questions before your customer ask them. Your FAQs, mm -hmm. that's where your feedback goes, into your FAQs. And let's say you are in the uh, hair extension space, shedding, uh, what type of shampoos to use, uh, maintenance, all those things. But you cannot get those answers by just purchasing the hair, taking photos of it and putting it up on social media or on your website. You don't have those answers because you haven't done the groundwork. You're not going to get the sales because you haven't done the groundwork and the testing yet feedback is a major key and like mm -hmm. bianca said not just from your mom who's gonna tell you everything you do is fantastic <laughs> get in with people hey ask somebody that don't like you how about that ask them for their feedback and if they can still come to you and say you know what i still don't rock with you but this hair is bomb then we're mo we're moving in the right direction mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. get risky ask ask your co-worker that you know don't like you you never, ever know what type of feedback you can get and how you can utilize that in your messaging to your audience. That is a major key. Uh, so what are some of the areas you see most entrepreneurs miss the mark on? Like, where are we leaving money on the table? What are we not taking advantage of with our websites? Oh, we, we, we sell it. just lit up, y'all. This is about to get good. Tell me. Oh, we I'm ready. Sell, we selling too much stuff. Like, we're oh. selling everything that's unrelated to each other. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I was looking at was I've seen people that want to sell the lashes. They want to sell the hair. They want to sell uh, maybe a little bit of clothes with it. With it. It's skin care. Like, we're, sell, we're not building brands. We're, we're building really flea markets. And, Ooh. like... Oh. That's oh. that's not gonna work. Like, like, she called it a flea market, y'all. Oh, it I'm, is. I, I I enjoy I enjoy markets. I do. But when it comes to brand building, think about big brands. Are they having lashes and clothes together? No. Like that doesn't even make sense. And then you got to think about when it comes to a person coming to your site, how can you keep them spending money with you? So if they like your lashes, then what's the next thing you need to be selling? Lash glue. Right. We'll telling that. Things that so, make sense. Oh, we're going to get into that, that uh, Ascension model. We're going to get yeah, into Yeah, you need to be selling all of those type of things. But common mistake that I see is like wanting to sell everything, mm. not investing in a website or like really stuck on something. Point blank period, you need to be on Shopify. I, yeah. I don't care. I don't, if you're selling products, Period. I don't care how much that Wix is hitting. It's not hitting it's not for hitting. real. It's, it's not hitting to the, it's not hitting to like Shopify. I still have to my dropship is yeah. every yes. single day. They're like, but I have a Squarespace. Delete. Delete. Yeah. I don't care if it's like, free. If it's not on yeah. Shopify, I'm not coaching. No, you. it's not. And like, we, we don't really look into our analytics. So we're not looking mm. into what is actually working, working for us. We're selling too many products. We're not investing into actually building out a well, nice, seamless website. Right. It's cool to build on your own in the beginning, but I really, really, really want you to put a budget to the side to actually get a website professionally designed. And there's so many outlets that you can use. There's Upwork that you can use. There's Fiverr that you can use. And you set your budget and they built to that. Um, also, brand identity. Have a form of an identity online. Have some seamlessness. You can't have one font on your website 
and another font you're using on social media. Where is the unison? It doesn't match. So it's just like there's no correlation or matching between the experience on social media and the experience on web design. I see that all the time. It's not the same. Like Instagram will look crazy good and website will look what? It doesn't look good at all. So it has to be seamless. I love that. Major takeaways there, guys. The seamlessness and the cohesion between your social media and your website need to make sense. There's no point in you guys coming in my Instagram workshop and then moving on to your website and I'm I'm lost. Now I already want to click off. I had this beautiful Instagram, this beautiful social media, mm. highly curated. I'm ready to spend money with you and now I'm logging off. And actually I'm unfollowing you because now I feel scammed. I feel duped. <laughs> I feel like you lied to me. I'm not here for it. And then that little flea market tip I love so much, guys. You do not have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to sell shoes and lawnmowers. Make it make sense. Let's get it makes it easier on you. It makes mm-hmm. it easier on your customer. You seem a lot more trustworthy and you position yourself as an expert instead of a, a Jill of all trades and a master of none. You don't make things harder on yourself. Love that. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, My next question for you is, you post a lot about the Ascension product suite model. We tapped on Mm -hmm. it a little bit, but Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, I'm not in that space. I'm in the fashion space, so I don't understand it as well as I would like to. That's why I wanted to ask you about it. Tell me Mm -hmm. more about that Ascension product model and how brands can implement that. Right. Good question. So the incision model is pretty much where you have one product and then after a person has experienced that product, what's the next offer you're going to have for them? So if let's just say you have a dress and they're like, I really love this dress. And it's just like, how can I get more wares out of this, this dress? Maybe you wouldn't tie in a matching coat or something to keep them util- utilizing your product, but also coming back for the next thing that they need. So when it comes to decision model, when it comes to products concerning, I think the easiest um, method and model to understand is skincare. So let's just say you have a cleanser. That's all you were selling is a cleanser. Everyone's loving this cleanser. They're loving this cleanser. And now they're like, okay, I'm, I'm cleansed out. Now I need something else. Like I've been cleansing, it's working. And before they go to something else, what's the next thing that they need? And that's where you need to come out with a toner. So a toner would be something you offer. So they buy the cleanser and they buy the toner, then they buy the moisturizer. So it's pretty, in essence, you're building out a funnel of products Mm -hmm. that keeps a person spending money with you. You don't want them to run out and be bored with, okay, she keeps selling the same thing. She's not offering anything else. I need to go somewhere else to get the next best thing. So whenever I was talking to someone about eyelashes, they were like, well, I don't know what else to offer. So I asked a group of women what else do you use when you're wearing lashes? And they started naming a ton of different things that they use with their lashes. So think about when it comes to your product, what are those ton of different things that people can use your product for? So Mm -hmm. if you're doing a dress, maybe you do shoes, do a jacket, bangles, headband, like you've got to kind of build out that entire outfit. So a decision model is pretty much the outfit Mm -hmm. of the product itself. So it's pretty much everything in once that kind of stacks on top of each other. And in order to have the complete look or system, you need to buy everything. I love that idea. Think of your product as a part of a system because your sales are going to grow. Your R, um, I'm sorry, your AOV is going to be booming. You're going to make it easier on yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that. There, I can't see any downside to that product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just a winner. That sounds like a moneymaker all the way around. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, I did not forget 
the get drunk cocktail of the day. Bianca doesn't drink. She told me flat out she is not with the vibes. And, you know, my heart is broken. No no (laughs) wine, no champagne, no, like, nothing. Nothing, y'all. If you go to the club, you order in a Sprite. I might, I might order. A, I know, actually, I'll order. I'll order a drink and I'll say no alcohol. So I have a mojito. Skip the alcohol. So I will look like the vibe. I will look like the vibe. <laughs> oh my like god! We're but I don't people that don't drink. I don't know how this happened, y'all. This is the get rich or get drunk podcast. But <laughs> Bianca's heavy on the rich, so we're gonna let her slide on the drunk. Hey, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna let you get away with that. We're going to have a uh, mocktail mojito just for you today. I will come, actually guys, I will drop a recipe for some fun mocktails inspired by Bianca. I got you guys, just peep the show notes. You know, I always take care of you. Oh yeah, uh, yes, and your non-drinking friend is gonna love you because they're gonna feel included. Okay, uh, well, yeah. you've inspired me, babe. Uh, I got <laughs> another question. What are some of the must-haves that you think brand owners should have on their websites to inspire visitors to convert? What are the must-have websites? Gotcha. Good question. So first thing, you'll have to have a hero image. Hero image is pretty much that in-your-face, attracting. When I go to your website, what's the first thing I see? That's pretty much your hero image. Um, Also, you want to have your shop now or buy now above the fold. And when I say above the fold, that means I don't have to scroll down to actually shop with you. Um, You also want to make sure it takes about three to four clicks to actually check out. I would say three is best. So definitely test your website to see how many clicks does it take for a person to actually spend money with you. Um, Another thing that I would say is (laughs) the, the product photography has to happen. Like, listen, just because someone does personal brand photography does not mean they know how to shoot products. So I, I love my brand photographers. I love mm-hmm. my personal brand photographers, but it's just a different type of eye when it comes to like shadows and, and the editing and like really hone into having a proper product photographer. Also a little, little juice nugget that I like to include is embed a, a actual product usage video in your product page. Mm-hmm. So, so think about, I, I'm going to speak on clothes first. I know a lot of, of your listeners may be wearing or sell clothes. So ASOS or Pretty Little Things, like mm-hmm. they actually have the video where you can watch how the, the wear or the garment actually flows. So when it comes to product, same thing. You want to show how the product actually flows or how to apply it, how to use it, how to wear it, because some people are just visual. So that's where you got to kind of understand how am I going to get this sale? Some people are going to read what you said. Some people are going to look at pictures and some people are going to watch. You need to be able to have all three of those on your product page whenever you're selling online. So, yes. (laughs) And you know what? That tells me that I'm doing it right because electric87.com, y'all, you will see videos for every single piece of merchandise I sell. You will see a two or three second clip of a video of an actual garment in motion. And it absolutely has helped my sales. Um, as you know, I will link it in the show notes for you guys that want to check it out. Um, that's a big, big tip. These websites need to sell for you. If a customer does not know you from a can of paint, you need to Mm -hmm. give them, um, every opportunity possible to shop with you. And that is a huge tip. It should only take me three clicks to check out. If I got to hit 17 buttons, I'm already over it. You wonder why you're abandoned 
cart rates are sky high, it's probably because it's going to take me 99 steps to check out with you. And I don't have that type of time. And I don't even Mm -hmm. know you. I don't like your brand or trust Mm -hmm. your brand enough to have to go through all of that work. If ASO, I mean, I'm sorry, if uh, Amazon says I can do a one click purchase, but with your website, I got to do a 17 click (laughs) purchase. uh, Make it make sense for me, guys. Make it make sense. Uh, I got another question for you. So, so many new entrepreneurs sweat and stress over having a commonly sold product. How can they use differentiation to stand out in their market? So, it's, um, so I think it's going to boil down to like that positioning, thinking about like what's going to be my secret weapon. Mm-hmm. So I like to study my competitors and see what they're doing well. And then in what case can I either do better? If I can't do better, I'm not going to compete. Yeah. So. If I can't do better, I'm not going to compete. But also, what are their weaknesses? So studying that. So some people, when you think about big retail or mass retail, one of their weaknesses is they don't have any any um, ties to their consumers. Like they've been in, they've been around for so long, they don't even have a tribe. So it's just like with you, maybe you can build out your own community, and then you just have a lot of uh, purchasing, like purchasing encouragement or, or or buying power from consumers because you have such a strong community. A lot of big brands, they don't really have as much as that. Like they can't, people just buy, like maybe like my my mom used to shop there, so I'm going to shop there. It's just, it's mm-hmm. really no true emotional connection. So it's just like, maybe I want to establish emotional co- connection with my consumers. But kind of thinking about if, if a lot of people do what you do, then find where the flaws or where they are, where the shortcomings are. So the shortcomings, like I said, could be in shipping. Like, hey, I'm looking at big brands or I'm looking horizontally brands that are like mine and I'm noticing that they're actually taking 14 days to ship well maybe I don't want to use the post office maybe I'll actually go into FedEx and actually establish an account and I'll have quicker shipping so now I can tell you you get your products faster um, guaranteed or or something to that nature kind of just studying where the shortcomings are and how you can insert yourself and then also establishing connections with other people and allowing them to spread the word for you too. I love the idea of um, how a mass market retailer will never have a tribe. It just doesn't exist. It's not possible for them. So you as the little guy, you can build that community. That's Mm -hmm. what the Pinterest and the Facebook groups and the Instagrams and the clubs clubhouse apps are for. You can actually connect one to one or or one to several in these small groups and build relationships with people on free apps that will make you stand out against those large competitors because you will never beat them on Facebook ads. It's a waste of your time. You will never, ever get that type of um, exposure. But what you can do is build a loyal community within these apps and they will become marketers for you. Then you have Mm -hmm. word of mouth, which is one of the most incredible things that you can ever have as a business owner. I love that, Bianca. That is a huge, 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 huge takeaway. That's a big one. Love it. I hope y'all are writing this down, honey, because she is <laughs> she is giving. Take notes. Always take notes. Uh, I've got one more question for you. So yeah. in my Instamarketer workshop, my students were having like spasms when I was talking to them about how branding is not your logo. Like there's just so much more to branding than having a logo. And people are like, what? I thought I picked colors. I've got a logo. I should be all set. Uh, I'm sure you face that issue sometimes with clients as well. What branding mistakes are you seeing entirely too often? And are there some dope branding tips that you can share for the culture? 
Hmm. Common branding mistakes. Yes. Hit me. Um, Other than the fact that they think that their logo is their brand. (laughs) I mean that the logo, I think a lot of branding, like people are not really noticed that they're not noticing. They don't know who their actual customer is. Mm, Hello, target audience. (laughs) Like they don't know who they want to target. And when I ask deeper questions about their customer, it actually sparks a lot of like, wow, I didn't, I never thought about this about, you know, who I serve and who I'm, what problems I'm solving, who I'm here to help. What are they liking? What are their interests? How my products are what they need. And like, those are like things that I would think that you would really need to look for. Also the branding, when we talked about like the, aesthetic of the social media looking amazing and the website looking like wow like crazy just not kind of correlating with each other that's one of the branding mistakes and also like when you're building out your logo you're also going to build out everything around it too so it all needs to make sense and uh, I I also want to say when it comes to like the metallics and the like metal type of sparkles those are not colors Glitter. The glitter, like those are not colors. So when it comes to you wanting to transition to the next level and they're like, hey, can you send us pretty much your brand identity or let us know your colors and you have glitter, they can't make that happen. Like that's that's not it. <laughs> so that's, that's a kind of You just heard somebody's feelings in the, in the audience. <laughs> and glitter is not a color. <laughs> it's you know not. What? That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> glitter is not a color. Like, glitter. Glitter is not a color. You heard it. It's not me. Yeah. It's, me. it's Bianca Telly. I concur. <laughs> but it's not me. Get it it's her DM. Not. She already told you sparkle is not a color code. Okay. It's, it's not. Canva Mm-mm. don't have it. It's not available. I don't know what to it's tell not. you. And it does not no. help you guys in the long term. Like, yes, that might be cute today. But is that something sustainable? Does that make sense for your brand long term? Is that going to be able to be passed down, you know, to your kids as uh, something that lives beyond you? Is that something scalable? Is that something that you can sell? Don't just think of is it cute today? Is it going to be cute and cool and work for your brand long term? Major, Mm -hmm. major key. Now, Bianca, as a wealthy woman. Okay, I need a get rich tip. What do the people need to be doing to get their finances right and tight here in 2021? Get their finances right and tight. Yes, ma'am. Personal or business? Hit me with the get rich tip of the week. Personally, definitely need to pay your statements. A credit card statement, pay pay the balance off. But I I would say keep track of your utilization of, of your card. So just know kind of like if you're going to go over your utilization, kind of think about what that does for you, because that does mark against your credit. So make sure you spend you budget it out like budget this month. I'm going to spend X, Y and Z and stay within that. Like that's something that has been helpful for me. Uh, Also, if you can get any form of business credit that can separate from your personal credit, that would be fantastic. So as you're like purchasing a lot of different items and and accruing all of these different costs, it's not going to you know go against your personal credit line. So I would look into with your uh, your bank or your credit union, how you can establish some form of business credit and what that looks like, and then stay within your means on your business credit so that you can grow it. And as you um, pay in things off, call the company that you are getting the business credit for and ask them for an increase. They will increase you, but make sure you, you're mindful of this. Don't go too crazy where they increase you and now you're stuck. You right. gotta pay it back. 
So I would just try to establish some form of separation between personal credit and business credit. Go to your institution, your banking institution, and ask how can you be considered for um, business credit and whatever you, you're able to get approved for. Spend that, pay some of it, pay it back, of course, but give them a call and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in actually increasing my credit limit. And they'll they'll look at your account like, okay, you've been actually a healthy customer of theirs. So they'll go ahead and increase it so that you can spend more money and run it as you want. So I would try to use business credit as much as I possibly can over personal credit if possible. Absolutely. That is a major hack, guys. Um, and it is possible, period. Business credit has nothing to do with your personal credit. You guys need to be establishing business credit. Why are you paying out of pocket? That's not how business works. This is not a hobby. This is a business. Your money needs to be separate. Your credit needs to be separate. You can mm -hmm. build and get the things that you need. Be able to invest in that marketing. Be able to invest in those products. If you have your business credit right and tight, get started today. Actually, I might build something out about that. Yeah, major mm. tip. Thank you, Bianca. I appreciate you <laughs> for that good yeah. idea. Uh, lastly, I would like a book. The Get Rich Girls love to read. We love to learn. Is there a book that has been super impactful either in your business or your personal life that has led you to be the boss babe that you are? Hit me with it. So honestly, I'm going to read the book that I'm looking at right now. And it's not what your standard like read. It's called oh. words. It's called words that sell. And oh, I already saw that on your Instagram. Yes. I already looked it up and already mm -hmm. added it to my cart. So add yes, it to please, your cart. So it's pretty much a book. That, it's a copywriting book to a degree. And it tells you variation of words that cause people to purchase and buy from you. And it's more so of a helpful resource than an actual you know, typical book that you read. But it has the, the sauce and the tea is in it. So it's an easy, easy purchase. And I think people would appreciate it because it can help all different industries on what type of wording and language you should use in your social media, on your website and so forth. So Words That Sell is the book that I want you all to go ahead and get. It is a resource and it's going to be incredibly helpful for you. Yes. Love that. Agreed. It's already in my cart. Let me thank you for reminding me. Let me go ahead and check out. And guys, that's something that you can implement across all your social channels. You need that for your email marketing. You need that for mm -hmm. your website. You need that for your CTAs and your Instagram. We've talked about this in the workshop. My dropshipping students, you guys need that too. Words that sell. There's a psychology that goes into why people buy the things that they buy. It is our job as brand owners, as business owners, as influencers, you know, however you like to categorize yourself, you have to be the person that teaches them what they mm -hmm. want to buy. They don't know they want it. You have to make them want it. And your photography, your website, your social media, and most importantly, your actual copy moves people into doing that. Uh, be sure to check out a episode. I think um, I'm going to say like 42. I had Shan on what Shan wrote, I will link that episode for you guys. She's a master copywriter. That is a major, major key. Uh, Bianca, you have been lovely. Brilliant. Thank you. Super cute. You gave the people content, honey. I knew you would, and you gave it to them. Like, some feelings have been hurt. Some glitter has been deleted. Um, you know, now they know that they run in a flea market. But we're going to get them together. Together. Me and you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we are going to get them together. And per usual, I will be linking all of Bianca's information in the show notes, guys. 
Do you have something that the people can connect with you immediately on if they want to work with you? Is there a, a consultation? Is there a program? Is there an accelerator? I know there is. What? What? There's a, there's how all can the they things. get in? How can <laughs> they get in the fold? Oh, right, right, right. So first thing, my Instagram is Bianca Builds Brands. So that's B-I-A-N-C-A Builds Brands. So that's my Instagram. And then how to work with me. I do have an accelerator. Um, it's actually going to be 12 week program. Uh, the next little phase of it is going to be June 2021. So okay, that's when so it's going to come out. Together, <laughs> and I also have a beauty brand school, which is a membership for those that are wanting to step into the beauty industry, not quite seeing the consistency that they want in, in, with money, but looking for something a little bit more affordable to give them a jump start. So I do have a jump start program called Beauty Brand School. It is a membership and you can find more information about it on my Instagram or you can private message me and I'll give you the link to join. It's incredible, incredibly affordable for you and it will be helpful so that you can move into my accelerator and we can go from there. Oh, that's a big deal. I love, love, love that idea. That is major beauty brand wellness people. If you want to align with the best, the receipts are here. Bianca's got you covered. I will link all of that in the show notes. It was a pleasure to have you, babe. You too. All right, guys, that does it for me this week. I want to again thank Bianca Rush, a.k.a. Bianca Builds Brands, for joining me on this episode. And I want to thank you guys and remind you to subscribe to the show. Follow me on Instagram. Email me if you've got something to say about the show. It's asia at getrichorgetdrunktrying.com. And I will see you guys next week.